0: Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Many of us believe that dieting is just terrible and it makes us miserable. And uh, I would agree that uh, that is pretty accurate (laughs) for me and for so many people that I've spoken to. What is it about dieting that's so terrible? I'm sure that you could readily come up with a list right now. Maybe you want to do that. So one of the things that I've noticed about dieting is that by its nature, it feels restrictive to us. It feels like we have to follow a bunch of rules and we can't do the things that we want to do. And, you know, the name of my business is With Your Nature for a reason. The The dieting paradigm is against our nature, As soon as we hear that we can't do something, we want to do it. (laughs) Certainly if that's prolonged, right, you might be able to say, whatever for a period of time, but eventually you start to think, man, I can't stop thinking about that thing that I can't do. And uh, this has actually been proven in research that restrictions of certain kinds, whether it's dieting or like, you know, people can't eat gluten or whatever it is, that when we are told that, we can withstand it for a certain period of time, but the thoughts around that food actually increase and we think about it more and more and more and therefore end up wanting it more and more and more. And that's, you know, it's even been shown not related to food, but just in general research. Like if someone says, don't think about elephants, all of a sudden you can't stop thinking about elephants. So there's that element of suggestion, I guess, that happens. So if you didn't so if you had never dieted before you may not have that negative association but the more that you diet the more that association becomes we start to feel when we hear the word diet we start to feel a sense of restriction and constriction and i'm going to invite you for a moment right now when i say the word diet just for a moment close your eyes if you're if you're not driving <laughs> uh and notice if you feel anything in your body let's do it diet does it evoke a feeling a thought i know for me for so many years i have shared my story around i had hashimoto i was diagnosed with hashimoto's which is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid about 14 years ago oh my gosh time flies (laughs) that really 14 years ago so I went on this journey. Uh, I had never really paid attention to my food. I, I thought I was a pretty healthy eater, but I, I never really had this association of like, well, if I eat a big bowl of pasta, that's bad. Or if I eat ice cream, that's bad. It just was. I, I didn't really have a lot of judgment around food, but over the next probably six, seven years, I became more and more focused on whether a food was good or bad. And that judgment came it developed. It got stronger and stronger. And with it, also, I developed a very constrictive vibe. (laughs) That's a word that's coming to mind. So I could almost feel it in my body, like this feeling of like, ah, like almost like a wince, you know, (laughs) like I I would like wince at the thought of, oh, I ate that, or I did that, or that food is bad. And so my general feeling around food Became very black and white thinking. So something was either good or bad. And it also became very segmented in there were, there are activities that I could do that were good or bad or yeah. damaging or dangerous or helpful and nourishing or whatever. And I do believe that just. If we take out any of those emotions from it, we know that there are certain foods that are more wholesome, more holistically healing for our bodies, more nourishing than others. But I got so caught up in the negative judgment around the bad foods that I didn't have a good relationship with food. And it started, you know, there was a lot of behavior around, well, I'm going to do keto for two weeks. And... The first couple of times I did that, it was like I was fine. But the more I did it, the more I hated it. And eventually I got to the point where I couldn't do keto anymore. Like I literally had zero tolerance for restricting carbs. Like, I mean, you know, in like an extreme way. And it was like I had created this whole drama in my mind that was unnecessary. It was, it was completely unnecessary. And you know, I would do the whole thing of like, well, I'm eating well during the week. I'm good during the week. But then on the weekends, I'm bad. I couldn't get away from that like flip floppy kind of mentality of like, well, I'm going to be good for a bunch of days so that I can be bad for a couple of days. And that was unhealthy, right? Because then I start obsessing about food too much, thinking about it, thinking about it all the time. And some of this may be resonating with you, I believe. (laughs) Like if you've dieted before, I think this is going to resonate. And it could have been carbs, it could have been calories, it could have been fat, it could have been meat, it could have been something that you know, you one day decided that was bad for whatever reason, someone told you it was bad, or you read an article. So that is fine. I think if it's like here and there, and it's a little bit and you're not that concerned about it. But if you start, you know, thinking about this all the time, and every time you eat, you're thinking about, well, should I eat this? Can I eat this? Is this bad? Is this good? Is this going to make me gain weight? Is this going to help me lose weight? You're constantly really obsessing about it. And then when you're not eating, thinking about, oh, you know, when what am I going to eat next? Or I'm I'm hungry or I have a craving, but I'm not going to eat right now. I'm going to restrict myself. And so all of this drama, it's really just a lot of drama around food and eating, Uh, You know, a lot of it is coming from our beliefs, these beliefs that we've developed around food. So when you were a child, you really didn't care if cake was good or bad. Why? Because, you know, you didn't have that belief that it was going to harm you or, you know, that that something good was going to help you. You just ate whatever you wanted. A lot of times I find myself in this podcast getting back to the conversation of like, could we be more like we were when we were five, (laughs) (laughs) Just expressing our emotions and like eating for the heck of it, you know, eat when we're hungry and then when we're not hungry we don't eat and when we're thirsty we guzzle water and, you know, like there was just a lot of good stuff that went on when we were little. And then we got all these, you know, unconscious beliefs and and conscious beliefs that just piled one on top of another. So by the time you're 45 or 55 or 65 or 75 years old, you have a whole big pile of beliefs around food and a lot of them don't serve us. Most of them don't serve us. And what I really want to get at in, in talking about this today is let's say you have a huge pile of beliefs that are may or may not be helpful to you. Who cares, right? I mean, so what? So you have that. But you care when you don't feel good, right? Like if if you have a healthy relationship with food, you're going to go to the table, or you're going to go to the kitchen feeling neutral or good, not with angst or judgment or worry or confusion or, you know, am I doing this right? Maybe I'm doing this wrong or afterwards feeling shameful. Oh, I, I you know, I shouldn't have done that. All of that stuff is like not conducive to happiness, right? Like you, it's, it's bothering you. I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you didn't have some kind of angst or, you know, negative connotation around food or your body. So it's not serving you if it's making you unhappy. So there is an alternative. There is an alternative way to approach this. But remember that we've all been conditioned to feel this way. So it's, you want to kind of ease out of it. Like, you know, my history of having a worse and worse and worse relationship with food, (laughs) it was just getting worse and worse, not better. As I began to ease out of it, it took a couple of years. I'll tell you one thing, exercise and being like really physically active helped me to ease out of that relationship. I think because I just felt better about my body So anyway, that's just a little plug for physical activity could help in this process. Also sleeping well and, you know, meditating and doing all that stuff can help as well. But, you know, don't expect that you're going to go from being caught up in this negative misery, suffering, dieting mentality to, oh, you know, this is all just, it's all at at ease and I don't have any issues here. Like that, that's not going to happen in a month. And actually this is, you know, what our programs are, a year long, or, you know, sometimes people do six months, but we really, you know, kind of tell people like, this is like at least a year, six months to a year of just getting your grounding and feeling that independence of like, and, but the cool thing is that once you do that, once you are on that journey, you're not going backwards, right? I said, my relationship with food was just getting worse and worse. If you're in that situation it will be important to start to reverse that again it, it may take a year or two but once you start on that path then you don't ever go back you're not going to slip back well you could but it'll be temporary right you're 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 moving the dial in the right direction finally and that will build on itself so after a year of kind of practicing this you're going to be a lot better than you are now with it and then two years you'll be a lot better and so you know you can build on this and it, and it doesn't always have to be hard that's the thing it can actually get a little bit easier and a little bit easier and a little bit easier to do this stuff but i want you to reorient your thinking from that paradigm of misery of dieting right to a new paradigm which is rather than feeling constricted and restricted and deprived and black and white about food I'm going to invite you to come at it with ease. I know you're skeptical right now. You're saying, wait a minute, Jill, that's impossible. I can't come at this with ease. I haven't had ease around this in 50 years or 20 years, you know, whatever it is. How can I come at it with ease? Well, really, you can choose to tell a different story. Because you're, those beliefs that you have are just beliefs. You can, re, you can create new beliefs around food. Again, this is part of the reason that it takes time, right? If you've been thinking that fat is bad for the past 30 years, to reorient and recreate a new belief is going to take some time. But you're doing it consciously now, not unconsciously. So when you do things consciously, it accelerates the process a lot. So you can do it. But understanding that you're creating a new paradigm, which takes time, you're planting seeds, which takes time to bear fruit, you are needing to catch yourself. So, again, you know, I'll say like when when I say the word diet or dieting or lose weight or dietary restriction or dietary rules or these are the guidelines, (laughs) even that – All of these words can provoke a feeling in our body of fear, (laughs) of restrictiveness, constriction. You know, it's individual. So for a moment, again, just think of the word diet. How do you feel? Do you notice something in your body? Do you notice a tightening in your chest? Do you notice a little something in the pit of your belly? Some fear, some sadness, some anger, some resentment. A lot of resentment maybe, right? Why me? Why does it have to be so hard? Why can't it be easy? Why can't I just have it easy like everybody else? You know, So there's a lot of that kind of talk that goes on. Just notice it. Don't try to get rid of it. Just notice it. Because that's where you start. That's like the base of the mountain is, and maybe mountain is not such a great analogy because a mountain feels like a lot of work, but it's also like a lot of fun. So I don't know. I'll I'll stick with the mountain analogy. So how do you get to the base of the mountain so that you can progress up is by recognizing when you think about food, how do you feel? When you think about dieting, how do you feel in your body? And what are the thoughts that hit you? Whatever those thoughts are, like when I say the word diet, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Write it down and keep writing it down those thoughts that fly in, they're usually very correct. How do you feel about dieting? How do you feel about food? Write it all down. Emotionally, physically, physical manifestations, right? Sensations in your body, thoughts that fly through your head. Be aware of those. That's going to bring you to the base of the mountain. And then from there, you're going to meander up the mountain. (laughs) You know, when you go up a mountain, you're hiking and sometimes you go up and sometimes you go down and sometimes you go up and then down again, that's going to happen, right? But you're going to meander up this mountain in a relaxed, leisurely way, being kind to yourself. What I will invite you to do is whatever you think about food right now, what's the opposite of that? So if you think it's hard, which most of us do, what if it were easy? What if you could lose weight with ease? Radical, I know, totally radical. But stay with me for a moment here. Believing that it's hard, and that's an unconscious and probably conscious belief that you may have had for a long time, how has that served you? Has it served you well to think it's hard? Does it make you feel good to think it's hard? I would say probably no. So if something's not serving you, you're allowed to just get rid of it. There's no thought police. You are your thought police, right? So be the good thought police. And when you have those thoughts, those unconscious or conscious beliefs that it's hard or it sucks or it's miserable, you know, so challenging to lose weight and you have to suffer, you have to deprive yourself, you have to stop eating the things that you love. All that thought, that's just junky thought that's not serving you. you are, I'm inviting you to tell a different story. A story that starts with, hey, I can do this with ease. I can do this with ease. There's no one stopping me from doing it with ease, except myself. Let me try to do this with ease. What would that look like? What would it look like for me to nourish my body well, to take care of my body, to give it all the tools that it needs in a way that was easy? That's something for you to ponder. Throw it out into the ether. Ask God. Ask the universe. How can I do this with ease? You don't need to have the answer right now. It'll come. And eventually, you'll start to believe that it could be easy. I would hope. That's my hope for you because when it's easy, you're happier. I mean, who wants to, you know, it's like this story of like, okay, all the way over there at the end of this long, long journey is me being happy. And in order for me to be happy, I have to look a certain way. I have to have a certain number on the scale. I have to be buying a certain dress size in the store and I have to be, well, that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> Feeling good, right? That is at the end of a long, 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 hard journey. Think of the irony of that. We are killing ourselves to be happy some day. No. no. That actually, not only is it not fun, not only is it difficult and painful, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because what happens is, well, it works sometimes, but mostly it doesn't work, right? It'll it'll probably work if somebody has a very high level of discipline and or they don't think that it's misery to do all this stuff to lose weight, right? But most of us, we don't feel that way. We're like, damn, I really want to have chocolate cake every day. I want to have ice cream every day. I want to eat crackers as much as I want. And if I can't do that, then I'm suffering, right? So most of us... <laughs> suffer our way through. And when you suffer your way through, human nature, you cannot wait till it's over. You cannot wait till it's over. And what indicates it's over? One, option one, you lose a bunch of weight and you reach your goal. It's over. I don't have to suffer anymore. Yay. What do you do now? Option two, I hate this. I can't do this. It sucks. I'm giving up. It's over. I failed. But, oh, I get to eat all the stuff that I want to eat. That's the path that we're on in the dieting paradigm. That's why it's so so miserable. It doesn't work. Because once you are done, you're going to go right back to what you were doing before. Maybe you have one or two better habits, but mostly you just go back to what you were doing before. What I'm suggesting is, what if you looked at it as like a meandering hike up a mountain and the sun is shining and the birds are singing and you're sometimes you're going up and sometimes you're going down and you're making effort but like you're enjoying the ride and it feels kind of good and sometimes it feels bad but you're still moving along sometimes you take a break that's that's what works And the reason that it works is, number one, you're believing more and more that you can do it with ease. And when you can do something with ease, you're going to want to do it. Why not? Why not do it? It's easy, right? Plus, you're getting results. And so logically, you might be thinking, right, you know, intellectually, like, Jill, okay, so are you saying that, like, basically, all I have to do is believe it's easy and then, like, take a hike in the woods? Like, what are you saying here? There are things that you have to do. There are strategies that you would need to implement in order to lose weight or feel better, be healthier, right? And those can be done in a very gradual, gentle process with a focus on adding, 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 rather than taking away, but also uh, a harmonious, expansive, free-flowing, freedom-feeling relationship with food. Rather than thinking, oh, that's bad, I can't eat that. And that's good. I have to eat that. How about if you just come at it and go, wow, this is just food. And I notice that when I eat this kind of food, I have a little bit more energy and I'm a little bit less hungry. I like that. I think I'm going to do more of that. So you're enjoying the process. You are adding in better food. You are gradually reducing food that doesn't serve you in your weight loss journey. You're still doing that in a gradual gentle compassionate loving forgiving joyful way you can do it that way this i'm not making this up there is a path that exists like that that actually works you do not have to suffer to lose weight you can meander up the mountain learning as you go getting stronger getting more knowledgeable having more body wisdom you can meander through the mountain you can make mistakes You can hate it sometimes, and you can keep going. You can take a break and then keep going and lose weight. That's totally possible. And not only, you know, it's possible, we do it with our clients. This is literally what we do with our clients. So (laughs) we know it's possible, And, and you can have fun on the ride. So replacing constriction, restriction, deprivation, suffering, and misery with Expansiveness. Expansive. Ah, can I feel expansive about food? Can I feel like, ooh, what am I going to add? Ooh, I get to add things. Ooh, what am I going to add? That's expansive, right? Ease. Feeling at ease. Feeling free. Feeling like you're doing this just because it feels good. That's where I'm going to invite you to tell that story with me because it's true and it's viable and it works and it's pleasurable let's start telling that story. So join me over here in this paradigm, which is based in love and awareness and acceptance and compassion and forgiveness and embracing mistakes. That's the paradigm over here that I want you to join me in. What do you say? Sounds good, right? I invite you. Thank you so much for listening today. And we do have the Love Challenge on our Mighty Networks platform, if you would like. This is one wonderful way. There's no charge for the—you can join at any time. There's community there, and you can learn some more tools around how to practice self-love. Practicing self-love is a wonderful way to feel at ease in this process. And so you can do that. The the link will be in the show notes. And— Check out our website, winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N for with your nature, weightloss.com. Thank you so much for listening.